0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: believe. All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Pump Fake. Jared Bailey, joined by someone I've looked up to for a long time, and I'm glad to call him a professional friend. Mike Tanya. It's good to say see- hold on, actually, i got. We're matching
0: now. Ah, I love it. Meme is spreading. You look like Jamiroquai when you wear it. Like a what? Like Jamiroquai. Who's that? I'm I'm off the podcast. I'm leaving. Jamiroquai. Uh uh, 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 Virtual Insanity, the the soul singer from the 90s. You played me in with what sounded like in the air tonight with Phil Collins, but without the drum drum. (laughs) And then you're looking at me like I'm a senile grandpa for referencing Jamiroquai, who was incredibly popular in the in the Halcyon days of the 1990s. I don't know how to spell it, but Google it. It's okay. Like,
1: yeah. J- I'll just, J- hey, Siri it.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. That'll work. That'll work. You'll love it. You'll, you'll become addicted to the to the light funk and soul of Jamiroquai.
1: Light funk and soul. All right. I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. I promise. Yes. Um, how are you? It's good to see you.
0: I was fine until you didn't know who Jamir was.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm des-
0: the desiccated husk of a of a of a of a dying man. But I was well right up into that moment.
1: <laughs> uh, I got this because it uh it reminded me of the show Peaky Blinders, and it was like twenty bucks at a like homemade uh, clothing store, and I liked it. So, but uh, it, it makes me feel good that I can twin with you to a degree
0: we can twin it a little bit whenever i try to find another hat they seem a little poofy on my head i I went nice and flat against yeah i was gonna say that is
1: how have you had that same one just forever
0: it's been it was spent like an entire super bowl week in my back pocket at one point so oh it's a little broken in
1: all right makes sense but uh no it is is good to see you um i did say that i had a, a stat to lead off the show with and nate tice tweeted this out that uh Ben Roethlisberger and Justin Herbert both had the same percentage of pass attempts travel, 20 or more air yards in 2021 at 10.4%, which is tied for 22nd in the NFL last year. And just for more context, uh, Justin Herbert, 672 pass attempts last year. Ben Roethlisberger, 605. So there might be a little bit discrepancy there, but it's not as if it's you know ginormous.
0: Right. Yeah. And I, and I, I looked it up. As soon as I saw Nick Tice, I looked it up. So Herbert completed 27 of 61. For 973 yards. So 27 of 61. Roethlisberger, 18 of 59 for 633. So almost the same amount of pass attempts. Herbert had nine more completions. Right. 340 more yards and a couple more touchdowns as well. So Herbert is ob- was is obviously much more successful deep passer last year. Mm-hmm. Going on to this incredible career. But I love the fact that when Nate Tice put that out there, all of <laughs> Herbert for MVP Twitter stopped themselves for a moment and said, we weren't just overreacting to that week seventeen game against the Raiders. <laughs> we watched all of Justin. We watched the Texans game, didn't we? Oh. He did, maybe he did. So, like, they had a little moment of clarity there. Obviously, Herbert's a hell of a ball player, but when you hear a stat yeah. like that, it's a reminder to not get too far ahead of yourself in terms of like your perception of how how a player played and how he's going to play.
1: How do you feel about the Chargers going into this year? I feel like we drink the Chargers Kool Aid every year. And they get in their own way more than any other team in the NFL. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid again. I mean, they had a very loud offseason bringing in J.C. Jackson, although he just had surgery. Yeah. Uh, they say it's minor, but I mean, anytime you got a guy who's going to more than likely miss Week One um, against a division rival, by the way, I mean that's that's not nothing. Bringing Khalil Mack as well, uh, who you know might be past his prime, but still a solid guy that can give you some some good value off the edge and as a run stopper as well. Derwin James just got extended. Like it's been, there's been a lot of stuff happening for the Chargers. Uh, are we buying into them? Yes or no?
0: Well, I mean, there's no Kool Aid when the Buffalo Bills are are selling the White Claw. You know, that's it. <laughs> it's like, I, who are you going to pick them over the Bills? I mean, I guess you can, but why? Because how many of these guys are going to take this leap? You mentioned the newcomers along the way. We can do the newcomer game. With every single team, we can do the newcomer game with the Broncos, obviously with Russell Wilson. We can do it with the uh, with the Raiders with Chandler Jones and uh, 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 Devontae Adams. Obviously, you talk about getting in your own way. The JC Jackson thing—they just—they just reported he started to experience discomfort two and a half weeks ago, mm. but they had him practice through it. Now, I don't understand these galaxy brain young head coaches because they're like, we're not going to play anybody in the preseason. We're not going to put them out there. It's a waste of time. It's a potential injury risk. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. Oh, but we're going to make you play on a discomfortable, uncomfortable ankle for two weeks when you're our number one acquisition of the offseason or one of our two uh, major acquisitions of the offseason. Oh, and we play Devontae Adams in the opener. Oh, and we play the – chiefs on two four days rest after that so if you get a minor injury that requires a procedure we might lose the first two games if you're gone that's getting in your own way and that's that has me like like for the chargers to go all the way up to being super bowl contender lots of things have to go right and nothing has to go wrong this is the kind of go wrong that just says yeah you know take them take them out that top tier take them out of that top tier
1: in terms of the AFC West, though, I mean, obviously it was just an arms race this offseason. Chargers did a lot. Denver obviously brought in Russell Wilson. The Raiders, you mentioned uh, acquiring Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. Kansas City, I think, is the only team in there where you can look at what they did and say, okay, they stayed stagnant or maybe got worse. Yeah. Um, and then we see Patrick Mahomes just do what he's done his entire career against Washington this past weekend, kind of remember, oh, yeah, they've got 15 and they got Andy Reid, they got Eric Bieniemy. still, they're probably going to be just fine. Uh, your thoughts on the rest of the AFC West and how this could kind of stack out as we get closer to week one?
0: It, the Football Outsiders' almanac, which you can see over my shoulder there, has everybody kind of neck and neck. So, you know, I can tell you that the, the Chargers were picked to win, but win by like a tenth of a game. So it's really down to who gets hurt, who gets hot, et cetera, et cetera. The Chiefs, are the one team that did not improve, but they have a proof of concept for like the next four or five years that you can obviously get behind. Like, oh, look at this. We have brought in George Karlaftis, who looks great. We brought in Trent McDuffie. He looks great. We, we swapped guys out on the uh, receiving core, and they look like they're going to be okay. And uh, we saved all the Tyreek money moving forward. So you can see what they're doing here. It's hard to, again, put you can't put them on the plateau with the Bills quite yet because we haven't seen it. So that's the logic
1: there. Don't tell Vertaram that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. If, if you want to tell me they're going to win the division, et cetera, fine. And then you say, well, you know, anything can happen, 18 seconds, 13 seconds, whatever it was. It, you can't make them the favorites. Reverter Arm, that's fine. He can be a homer about it. That's great. Again, the Chargers, I think what they're doing is strong. Broncos are very much a wild card. I don't know what to, to say, except I need to see Russell Wilson in the offense. I need to see the defense playing like it did a couple of years ago, and then they're that team. And I think the Raiders – one part of the Raiders, like McDaniels and his guys, know they have to churn, churn, churn the roster. They're churning, guys. They're churning Kenyon Drake. They brought the Marcus Robinson they churned him. They got rid of the kid Johnson a little while ago. They're going to get rid of Farrell, et cetera. Don't tell Mark Davis that because he's up there saying, yeah, Devontae, da 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 da, da. He's trying to sell season tickets. Right. I think they're going to be a 500 team because they've got decent stuff at the top and then they've got a lot of work to do at the bottom.
1: Yeah, and another thing with the Raiders, and I told this to Momo Mo in a Bleacher Report last night, um i've seen the uh josh mcdaniel's head coach experience before and it wasn't great yeah. albeit it was over a decade ago i understand yeah. that um but there's a lot of ifs in vegas right now
0: if he's that guy i mean what was that 2008 2009 2009 2009,
1: 2009 kyle orton in, and tim tebow mike
0: And he tr- drafts tim tebow and i can forget the name of the tight end he brought in uh, early, I think his last name was Quinn, who had 12 receptions in college. Which, and he brought in No Sean Marino with a first. No
1: round Sean Marino. And, as and, all, and
0: all he did was like sort of fight, fight, fight with the front office. If he's that guy, forget about it. If he's that guy, nothing matters. This is just more of the Gruden administration. We're going to spend a lot of money and there's going to be a lot of talk. I, I don't think he is. I think. Because I have to think <laughs> that that he has grown up in the last thirteen years and he's coming in with more of a plan. But no, that's one of the problems in the back of our minds. And also, I mean, I think he's a, a good offensive coordinator. Sure. I mean, he showed. I mean, what he did with Mac Jones last year was very impressive. Uh, what he did with Matt Castle years ago, it's mostly Brady. His his his, his uh, yeah. It helps when you
1: have twelve under center.
0: Yeah, his resume is mostly Brady in terms of an offensive mind. Now Carr is going to be okay, but again, we've seen Carr with a. Very good offensive mind and Gruden. That's the one thing he can still do is game plan. And we've seen it, and it winds up, you know, eight wins, nine wins, uh, maybe a wild card if a bunch of teams get COVID.
1: DK's the wild card, experience. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and and like the slow growth. of I'm very distracted. Who is that in the black and white photo over your right shoulder? Is that Jim James Dean?
1: Oh, no, that's Sean Connery.
0: That's Sean Connery. Okay, so Sean Connery you're fine with, but Jamiroquai is just uh, it's, it's too old a reference for you.
1: I'm a big James Bond fan, and right. uh, my, my sister got me that for Christmas, actually.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. I like it.
1: What were we talking about again?
0: <laughs> Fucking Josh McDaniels or something.
1: <laughs> if I,
0: a- I got Franco.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I got the Immaculate Reception over this shoulder. Um, a Derek Rose painting. My ex girlfriend painted that for me, but it's a cool painting, so I kept it.
0: It's, it's out of. Oh, it's, oh, it is a painting. I can only say it, it is a painting.
1: painting. Okay. Yes. Um, who's that? That's yeah. Jeff Hardy. You know who Jeff Hardy is, Mike? <laughs>
0: No idea. wrestler.
1: Yeah, correct. And then Batman right here.
0: Know who Batman is. Oh, that's good. And so. you can see has some X-Men over my shoulder. Yeah,
1: I do see that. Uh, oh, the Raiders. That's what we were talking about before Mr. Connery entered the conversation. Um, no, I like Derek Carr. I think that, um, you know, obviously adding Devonte Adams is going to you know, bolster an offense. That was good last year. Uh, you got Derry Sanders and, uh, or Derry rice, whatever you want to call him and Hunter Renfro. Um, <laughs> Get it because he's white. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, they've got a good core of offensive weapons. Darren Waller's obviously very good. Um, Yeah, I just think it's okay. Is McDaniel's you know ready for a second try? Can the defense? The defense is kind of a question to me too. Like the front seven's cool. You have Jones. You have Max Crosby who extended. That secondary's got a lot to prove.
0: Yeah, you got. You're gonna get sacks but then you're going to get beat at times off the back. And I think they did some things to improve it, but there's just, there's there's a, a second tier below the guys you name. And there are a lot of guys that you like, they're just good enough to get by, et cetera. And that McDaniels is going to his eye on maybe churning them out, seeing who really fits Patrick Graham's system, et cetera, et cetera. And there's just this chase group. And it's like, yeah, you can make an argument for them. Well, you can make the same argument for the chargers, same argument for the Broncos. Yeah. Chiefs might have a better argument. You can make mm-hmm. arguments for the Colts. The Titans still exist. Apparently Pretty much the entire AFC North, except for the the the, the scuzzballs, that you know they've got something to offer at this point. Patriots still exist as well. The Dolphins have an argument, so it's not a in the in the NFC. If you put the Ra- Raiders in the NFC, be like, oh, eleven twelve team, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then anything can happen in the playoffs. Here, it's like you're going to get beaten up by the time you reach the playoffs. Do you have something besides the fact that you had a really good offseason to, to bring to the table?
1: I just want to point out that you're not knowing who Jeff Hardy is is the equivalent to the way that you feel about me not knowing who Jameer was. That that hurt me a little bit.
0: It's wrestling, it's especially wrestling. music. Like wrestling is a it, you, it's popular, but it's a niche. Music is music. Like everyone, like deaf people, like music. Okay. <laughs> so what was was he Jeff Hardy? Was he a, a champion? Was he?
1: Oh, he's one of the greatest high flyers in the history of professional wrestling. He was around before I was born. Okay. And he's still going, still going strong I, at age 45.
0: I, I have no conception of who Jeff Hardy is. I'll send, send list, you a clip. Goes back to the days of Bob Backlund and Andre. The we, yeah, we, we've been over this before. Been over this before and past <laughs> other things. Yeah. So, and then, you know, back in the day when you turned 13, <laughs> now it's not a knock on you, Jack, because this is, it is a different, I get it's a different era. Back, when, back in the day when you turned 13, you stopped doing comic books too. That's the way it was back in the day. it has been the
1: opposite for me, man. Like, I have done the most, like, this is as hardcore a wrestling fan as I've ever been. I've gotten into comics a lot recently. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a a reconnaissance of of sorts. Wrestling
0: and comics are the same thing. Wrestling is a live action comic book improv show. That's what it is. So I can't really poo-poo on it. The thing is, I never got into wrestling after age 13. I kind of stayed with comics. So there we are. That's fair. We found peace.
1: All right, we, we can meet in the middle there. Yes. Um, so we've talked about everybody else in the AAC West. We might as well round that part off with the Denver Broncos. Um, another team with, you know, a decent amount of – it's obviously Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Can Nathaniel Hackett uh, be that guy in year one? Defensively, yeah, they've got Justin Simmons, Pat Sertain, but can Bradley Chubb stay healthy? Right. And outside right. of those guys, it's a lot of those, okay, yeah, they're there. but So um, your thoughts on Denver, how are they going to look?
0: You know, one of the things for the Football Outsiders Almanac is that we are not high on their defense. We have not been high on their defense. Not last year. This was a team that other teams would just turtle up against them because they know they weren't getting the 20 points. Drew Locke is the quarterback. You don't have to, like, take a lot of chances against this defense. So the defense looks better. Last year, not 2016, 2017. Talk about last year. It was not that great a defense. And we're kind of sitting on that. When what I'm hearing, they're very happy with the defense out there. You know, they think Sertain has taken the leap. Gregory's just back, so I have no idea what Randy Gregory brings to the table. It's hard to get, like, like, I can, you can give me 10 wins for this team. I'll take 10 wins. It's hard to get me past that when I have no sight, eyes on Russell Wilson with this new offense, how it's going to look with these guys and what that defense is going to be like. I think it's going to be certainly better than the Seahawks looked the last year or two, but it's hard to push beyond that. And Hackett is another one of these, like, the Sean McVay family guys. You're not going to see anybody in the preseason. So you're you're bringing in Wilson. He's obviously getting tons of reps with the starters, but he's getting no live action. We're seeing no live action to see how that works out. So we're left kind of guessing what it's going to look like, especially in the first couple of weeks of the season.
1: All right. From the Wes. West, it's, it's 15 minutes in. Let's talk about Carson Wentz, Mike.
0: <laughs> I love that. You come in, bam. All right. What do you want to know?
1: Look, you know how I feel about Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. And you know that I I'm very bullish.
0: Outline your logic for Carson Wentz.
1: Outline my logic for Carson Wentz. I'm not sitting here making the claim that he's, you know, 2017 league MVP before he tears up his knee, Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. I am here to defend the fact that he's not QB twenty-seven in the league like everybody on Twitter seems to seems to think. Um he is how do I describe Carson Wentz? He's meatloaf. Um, yeah, everybody pretends to hate meatloaf, but meatloaf is pretty okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> what about the food or the singer? Uh,
1: the, the food. The food. Okay. Yeah, no, I I, I myself enjoy meatloaf. Um, so I, I think look, he's much closer to being like the 17th or 18th best quarterback in the league than he is the 30th. Um, and whether you like it or not, Washington fans, he's an upgrade over Taylor Heineke. And that's not to crap on Taylor Heineke. I mean, he's proven that he, you know, is a a decent bridge guy or a high-end backup in the league. But going from Heineke to Wentz, uh, not to mention the fact, you know, this is the best quarterback Terry McLaurin's ever had. Curtis Samuel, who they signed last year, didn't really get to have a lot of because he got hurt. Uh, They draft Jahan Dotson as well. Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, a good set of backs. Chase Young, Durante, Payne, that entire front line of former first round base. There's a lot that I like about Washington. There's a hell of a lot more that I like than I don't like about the commanders. All
0: right, before we get to Carson, okay, Chase Young going to miss the first four games. Sure. Lingering injury. Antonio Gibson fumbling his way out of a job, right?
1: Brian Robinson seems like he's going to win that job.
0: Yes, Brian Robinson going to win a job. He, and he's, he's going to be a good stopper. They'll be fine in the backfield overall.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Carson was uh, Tom Pelissaro, like, sort of. The brilliant
1: Tom Pelisara, by the way. Huh? The brilliant Tom Palisaro, by the The way.
0: You know, he's a good quarterback, but all of this drama has to follow him around. Like, drama follows quarterbacks around. That's what you have to do. Uh, Imagine having to say that about, you know, Kyler Murray. Like, we have to get rid of all this. The drama that follows Carson Wentz around is Carson Wentz. And that the fact that something goes wrong with Carson Wentz, and it's like a, a, a wrench gets into the machine, and then the machine explodes. So... A lot of Washington Commanders fans and observers have already landed on this. I think they landed on it somewhere between this last preseason game where he just sort of had like another one of his "Ah, coverage sack. Like, how do you get a coverage sack in a preseason game when you're a seventh year? vet? But like, if everything is perfect, Carson Wentz can be a very good quarterback. Everything is never perfect. And if anything is imperfect, it's left-handed shovel pass interception time. And it's... After the game, Carson why did you throw that left-handed shovel pass interception asks uh, somebody in the Washington press pool and Carson's like oh, you know I don't want to get into specifics about this thing or that thing here I just we as a team have to get better <laughs> and the press pool stares at him like you don't want to get into the specifics about how you threw the ball into the chest of a a defender at the goal line you don't want and and the players start to realize this, and the coaches start to realize this. So, I, those of us who who detract on Carson Wentz, and it's not me; it's his employers. Don't don't listen to me. Don't listen to Mike Tenere. He's just a, a smartass. <laughs> listen to the GM of the of the Indianapolis Colts when he's standing there at the podium saying, "Look, we just need more accountability and more professionalism from the quarterback position." When he's saying stuff like that, when Ursa is doing these videos that are basically just like burn book videos about how the team is going to go in a bold new direction now that they've changed quarterbacks. Listen to this. This isn't about like, well, I broke down his DVOA or his statistics or his completion percentage. It's it's who you're going to see. And you're going to see it now in the cauldron of the Washington media where they tear up guys and bring them down pretty hard yeah. in an organization that has been playing the let's have a backroom skullduggery battle over shit for decades. That like chewed up RG3 and Kirk Cousins that has done this to quarterbacks who had like all of their shit about them in the past. And also, Eagles go to Washington week three. There's already Eagles buses going down to Washington. Carson Wentz is going to get booed in his home crypt. Stadium and mercifully ridiculed He might spend the rest of the week after that hiding under his couch like my dog in a thunderstorm because that's who he's been for the past five years. So, you tell me about his arm. Fine. You tell me he makes great throws once in a while. Fine. This is who the guy is going to be, and you're going to see either Heineke or you're going to see um the sixth round pick out of North Carolina. Sam Howe,
1: the guy who the guy you don't like because he's never eaten a hamburger.
0: Yeah, that's exactly why I don't love him, <laughs> by way. I don't love him because he spent his senior year just basically taking off like halfway through the first read, but that's another thing. You're going to see them probably by Thanksgiving because he's either going to hurt himself taking a sack or Rivera's going to be like, this is it. I can't deal with this kid anymore. Or somebody on top of him, God forbid, the, the higher levels of – Washington, you know, you're talking about some real geniuses and, and oh,
1: genius, absolutely
0: is going to say either get that kid out of there or extend his contract seven years because I, I have something to prove. And it's just it's it's going to be absolute chaos in Washington. Sorry to go on a soapbox here, but I had to I had to get my whole Wentz thing out. Here. Oh,
1: your, your soapboxes are entertaining. Um, what if I, I provide the uh, the counterpoint that what if yeah. he's learned from his mistakes?
0: Oh, this time. Oh, this time he learned. So, 2018, 2019, he didn't learn. Twenty twenty, he sees Jalen Hurts walk into the.
1: Oh, I, I, let me let me just say this. Twenty nineteen, he dragged a god awful Eagles team to the playoffs at ninety seven.
0: That's, that's the narrative. That's the storyline that I want you. To hear. Oh, these receivers and everything. The miscommunications never seem to go away. The receivers change. Other people go in there, and it always seems to be well. Why did somebody run the wrong route there? What's going on there? And 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 the common denominator, whether it's Philadelphia or Indianapolis. And you saw it the other day, like, that was like a miscommunication on this throw over the middle where I, I think it was Gibson or somebody got walloped. It's Wentz. So, you know, Jalen Hurts walks into the, you know, into, into the building. And like, he starts huffing into a paper bag, completely, <laughs> completely poops the bed at the thought of having to do a competition with another quarterback, loses his mind, goes to, the one coach in the world who's like, I, I am a, I can take care of you. Don't worry about. It. Frank Reich is here. You're in Indianapolis. You're in a red state. Everybody agrees with you. You're it's right. going to be just fine, Carson. Don't think for a second that that ain't that ain't part of it. That's completely part of it. Okay. You know,
1: you
0: you won't have to you won't, you won't have to deal with the mask oh mandates here. Oh my god! But. All right. <laughs>
1: Who's ranks.
0: out there has an MVP caliber running back and a young future budding Hall of Famer on his offensive line, and falls apart at the end of the season? But now he's going to learn his lesson with the Commanders. With the Commanders.
1: That's what I'm banking on. All
0: right. Well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, third place is there for the team. You know, they're going to be better the Giants. I like to say Daniel Jones is Carson Wentz without comic timing. But, um, you know, he's, Wentz is going to be better. Again, those high upside plays do happen from time to time, and that keeps him in the league and keeps the believers believing. But I spent last – look, you saw me on Football Outside. I spent last year oh, – yeah. Carson Wentz victimization index, where every week I would go with whatever the drama was and why, it's, why Carson is the poor victim – of, of all of this, uh, you know, uh, persecution. That was my
1: favorite part of every week. I hope you know. That that, that, that kept me tuning in more than anything.
0: And, you know, there, there were five and three at some point. It's like, you know what? I should probably discontinue this because it looks like he has moved forward with his career. No, no. I was fooled. I was fooled into thinking maybe I should go easy on the young man. Nope. Things got difficult at the end of the year. He went through his little COVID thing. He came back too fast because heaven forbid, there like if I don't get out there and start, Sam Ellinger might win the starting <laughs> job from me, and then it'll be Jalen Hurts all over again. Oh no, let me rush back there and be the hero. Get your ass kicked by the who was it, The Raiders. Get your ass kicked by the Jaguars with the game games on the line. This is who you're talking about with this quarterback. Sorry,
1: I'm holding out hope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you put like a lot of money on this? You're a Steelers guy. What, did you put money on Washington or something?
1: No, no. Like, I'm just, I don't know. I just can't quit Carson once. You know, that scene in Brokeback Mountain where, he's, where Jake Gyllenhaal and, <laughs> and Heath Ledger, like, I wish yeah. I could quit you. That's, that's how I feel about Carson right now.
0: He ain't Jake Gyllenhaal. He ain't Heath Ledger. He's not, <laughs> he, he's on like some Hulu documentary. He's not one of these legendary uh, stars. You can, you can quit on him. I'll tell you one thing. It's like, Especially when football outsiders came up, I, I was young once, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, well, I was early middle age when football outsiders started twenty years ago, and we're always like, you know, never follow the narrative. It's a narrative, and sometimes they're like, you know what, this Carson Wentz thing is a narrative, and if you look at the stats or something else or the film, you will see something else. Sometimes the narrative is because it really is what's happening. That's really the thing that's happening, and that like it, it takes a while to kind of to, to to get that. Like, oh, sometimes. Everybody's saying something are right, and that's the case I think with Carson Wentz.
1: All right, <laughs> we can we can stop crapping on Carson Wentz. I think yeah, we're I can't now. I well, feel hey, that,
0: dead.
1: that's fine because I'm about to crap on Jalen Hurts. We might as well stay and in I, the NFC East. Yeah, like I just don't see it with Philadelphia. Um, like I understand like their defense. I love by the way. I think the Dean was a great steal for them, and I think he's going to play above what his draft position was. Getting Reddick over from Carolina, Darius Slay had a very good year last year. Like th- those pieces on defense are fine. Right. Getting an AJ Brown, I think, is going to turn out to be underwhelming for them. Not to say that AJ Brown isn't good. I love AJ Brown. I think that AJ Brown benefited a little bit though from a Tennessee scheme that thrived off play action, which helped him haul in a trillion deep balls for touchdowns from Tannehill. And you look at this Eagles scheme; they use play action amongst the fewest teams in the NFL. I think they were 29th in play action last year. Um, and to to keep the comparison going that I've kept going about this, um, it's great to add a, a, a really good receiver, but how many times have we seen that drag a team over the hump? Like Julio Jones played for a lot of bad teams. Larry Fitzgerald spent his career playing for bad teams. Right. Um, and Randy Moss went to the Raiders at one point. Everybody's like, oh my goodness, the Raiders are going to be so good. And they remembered, oh crap, Kerry Collins is our quarterback. Um, so – I think that if it can happen to guys like that, this could definitely be a situation in Philadelphia where it's we've seen this in Philadelphia, by the way, Mike, where they yeah. built a quote unquote dream team. Thank you, Vince Young. And yeah. went, went what what, eight and eight that year? So
0: that was uh, yeah. And then, yeah. And they they had a wide receiver they brought in. Um my gosh, who was it?
1: They brought in a receiver that year?
0: They brought in a receiver, a guy who I, I, I keep my brain keeps saying Victor Cruz. It wasn't Victor Cruz; he was still in the Giants at that point. Right. Was the other Steve Smith? It was it was some the other, other Steve Smith. Smith. That's who it was. Yeah, was Like a ninety catch season. He, yeah, he had done something. Uh, and, and among others, and that was a mess. They also brought in TO in two thousand and four, and that got. Remember, we're not talking about taking a bad team and taking them over the hook. We're talking about a team with other other weapons and assets, and adding a receiver. Now, uh, Aaron Schatz, Football Outsiders uh, president and founder. Is picking the Eagles as a Super Bowl team?
1: Shots, Jesus! Uh, I, look, look, I'm gonna say Shots is much smarter than I. I'm not gonna pretend to be higher and lighter than Aaron Shots, but I would bet, <laughs> I would bet the mortgage that I don't have that the Eagles won't make the Super Bowl. Yeah. The the
0: the uh, I mean, a part of it is our official projections: the Buccaneers and Aaron has to go on ESPN and NFL network and things like that. Like say, sometimes you want to say something a little different. So it's it's like uh, the Eagles, there are enough things here with the Eagles that he felt comfortable saying that as opposed to the Buccaneers are getting offensive linemen injured every day. And he was in the Yucatan uh, picking (laughs) microbiotic uh, ingredients or whatever the hell he was doing Uh, him. And I didn't want to think about uh, what him and Giselle might've been doing someplace, you know, uh, you know, but, but like, um, where was I?
1: <laughs> the the Eagles and shots picking them to be yeah, a Super Bowl Eagles.
0: team. We have a playoff projection for the Eagles. I see the Eagles as a playoff team. But when you say the argument, you know, Jalen Hurts is going to be capped at a certain level. I believe that. Unless some Josh Allen type thing happens, I don't think he's going to be a tremendous high-accuracy deep passer up the sidelines and a super comfortable passer over right. Um, If they get a little better, the Eagles get a little better, they can be in that. 11-12 win category, easiest schedule in the NFL per Football Outsiders. Two wins coming against the Giants. We already talked about what happens when Carson Wentz walks into Philly. God help him. He'll burst into flames like a vampire. More machine. than
1: anything, Mike, I want Carson Wentz and the commanders to put up 50, and I want Carson yeah. Wentz to poop on the 50-yard line. That's right. what I right. want to see happen. Yeah. Right,
0: and that's fair. That's fair. I can actually – I'd respect him more if he does.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but it's the NFC. There is a wall at the top of aaron Rodgers, tom brady matthew stafford now that he has that that level and that's pretty much the 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 trio of wall
1: it's very thin in the nfc yeah like very very top very top heavy
0: but it's also like can you justify your quarterback smash or your team smashing through the teams that have those quarterbacks it's hard to make that case with the eagles i think it's hard to make that case with the 49ers because unless you say trey lance walks in the door as patrick mahomes they're probably going to crash into that wall as well.
1: You don't need to tell me about 49ers fans and Trey Lance, Mike. I, as, <laughs> as somebody as somebody who contributes to the Sports Illustrated site for the San Francisco 49ers, yeah. uh, I, I know well and good how this fan base feels about Trey Lance. Right.
0: Um, and it's great to be excited. I'm excited, and I think he'll probably be fine. I think he'll have a, a good season. But what is your projection for real for real on this guy who you saw what he threw 60 passes last year and like yeah. 30 the year before?
1: Yeah, that's the thing because – Look, he looked fantastic, obviously, in the preseason game against Green Bay. Um, I get it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the thing that I've tried to say is that, do I think he'll end up being better than Jimmy Garoppolo in his career? Yes. I think that he has all the physical tools, the dual threat, and everything about him just says, yes, he will be a very solid quarterback. To say that he right now at this very second is better than Jimmy Garoppolo is asinine and lacks any sort of merit whatsoever. Because, like you said, he's played, like, what, three games in the past year and a half, like, calendar years, like – I don't
0: know, man. I don't I don't mind putting him ahead of a Garoppolo right now. Okay. Garoppolo would give you more efficiency. He's going to give you more big plays and more scrambling. I can see that coming out ahead. But it's there's it's more than just getting has Garoppolo here. It, 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 it's taking like this to get into the Super Bowl this year or in the short term, it's this extreme next step that you simply can't like uh like Really project if you're being honest, if you're really yeah. doing a projection and not wish casting. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, with fans, you're, you're seeing it. I always say it. If you're excited about the guy, that's fine. If you're dreaming of MVP, Dan Marino's second year 14 player, and
1: three, Super Bowl, lock it down, San Francisco. That's that seems to be the consensus.
0: Why are you coming after somebody who's disagreeing? Like, this is my wish, my hope, and my prayer, and everything. Oh, you think it's going to like be sideways fucking 6,000 DMs on you coming after you morning, noon you <laughs> and night about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sound like the old get a life thing, you know, it's, it's, but it's like, but like, no, yeah, I have this agreement. You have this agreement. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not, I'm not exactly. saying Aaron Rodgers is bad. I'm saying he's just a complete pain in everybody's ass. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. like, like, whatever. It's just, you know, take a deep breath. And realize, Oh, yeah, you know what? A, a lot of people think that Trey, Trey Lance is going to just have a gap year, like a, a stepping stone year, and, and respect that. I, I think he'll be
1: fine. We get to, what, about
0: what about Dolphins fans?
1: Dolphins fans, yeah, no. Have you been – I don't know if you know about this this fan on Dolphins Twitter um, who they seem Tuanon. to really enjoy, who uh, puts people on, quote, unquote, Cuck Mountain. Are you aware of this?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. I know Tuanon.
1: Tuanon. ah. Uh, t- <laughs> That's, that's, that's good. I like that. Oh, it's
0: funny as hell. A, I, I love it. It's a great site. But I don't know about Cuck Mountain. Tell me about Cuck Mountain.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, if you tweet something less than complimentary about the Miami Dolphins, and Dolphins Twitter gets a hold of it, they like at this guy, and he just like takes a picture of your face and puts it on top of a mountain labeled Cuck Mountain.
0: So it's not a mountain of
1: no. men it, watching
0: it, other men have have, have
1: no. Me. It is not
0: tricky graphically to
1: like get yeah i mean that would be some damn good photoshop and adobe type skills to have i i wasn't a graphic design major thank god but i mean anybody who was um god bless them if they can pull that off but no that is not the mountain
0: then i'm not impressed by the bit because it's cook mountain and you you just (laughs) took a word and you took a triangle that's a mountain and you put them together like look at me come on fan base rally behind me do some Do something that's got a little shelf life. The two-and-on thing, that puts on a dolphin head sometimes. Hilarious. Commit to the bit, Cuck Mountain guy.
1: I'm very much out of the Miami Dolphins since we're on the topic. Um, I see nothing that – people are really projecting on Tua, aren't they? Like very much so with absolutely nothing to go off of. And all we've seen is – Lots of short throws, and anytime he throws at intermediate, it's at the guy's shoes. Like, I there's nothing there, man. Like, it's gotten to the point, Mike, where Dolphins Twitter's like, Skylar Thompson, he's doing great in the preseason. If all goes wrong, we've got Skylar Thompson, we've got this. Like, I know, no, when I'm you say there.
0: projecting, uh, there's projecting him to win a Super Bowl or projecting themselves onto him. That's what I was like, cuck mountain guy, he's clearly projecting something. <laughs> that's projecting okay this is what's on my mind every single day I, oh that, that's huge you,
1: you should you should see somebody about that man yeah
0: right, you're right 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 uh but but like the, the full court press like to hear mike mcdaniel or anybody else from that organization talk to it, it's like a k-pop band it's like two is a k-pop band at this point it's not like it's not like, yeah, he, he's developing. I'm seeing some signs that he's, like, more comfortable than he was last year, etc. It's like, he is going to change the way you think about the RPO. He has the accuracy of a missile orbital laser. Yeah, And, and it's like, you guys are so thirsty and trying so hard now. I, I want to be, like, I saw enough things about two. It's like, I, I can see this guy coming around in his surgery. There, there was ability here, here the release and things like that, his accuracy on the short passes—you can build something off of that. When you come in here and try to tell me you haven't seen Tua for real yet, wait you see
1: real Tua. <laughs> you it's don't like, know the real Tua.
0: It's <laughs> like you're trying to sell me a goddamn timeshare. I know, I know <laughs> this, this routine, and his full Garoppoloization because I remember Garoppolo. Remember the, the famous six interception practice?
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Six, and, and they, they sent John Lynch or Shanahan out there to say, you know. uh, uh Garoppolo is doing things every day on the practice field that few human beings on earth are capable of
1: doing. Oh, I forgot about that quote. That was a fun time.
0: And you know what? He's right. There are probably, there are technically, objectively
1: speaking, he's correct.
0: Yes. 96 humans in the world who can play NFL quarterback, you know, more or less Garoppolo is clearly one of them. Two is clearly one of them. They're doing things I can't do. You can't do Uh, the starting quarterback from my high school. Can't do yet. All right. (laughs) But like, if that's your takeaway, that's what you're saying. Don't bullshit a bullshitter.
1: Come and on. The other, and the other thing with the Dolphins is that they've spent the last year and a half – okay, we'll draft two up, but we're throwing out Ryan Fitzpatrick. But we'll put into a – throw throw Ryan Fitzpatrick back in. Holy shit, that was get bad.
0: Get uh, Brissett out there.
1: Get Jacoby Brissett out there. Now, now. Look, right. Let's go get Deshaun Watson. Ah, he doesn't want to come here. Uh, let's go get Tom Brady. He doesn't want to come. Like The Miami right. Dolphins are an unfaithful husband who are just trying to convince everybody that they have loved their wife all right. along, and it's just right. so clear that they haven't.
0: Right. They're holding her extra tight at the, uh, you know, at the wedding reception. (laughs) I'm with you, babe. I'm with you, babe. It's like you chased (laughs) all three of those bridesmaids, man. You are not, you're not but that's it. And, And all the, and, a, a little bit. I know Brian Flores is like, well, you know, he he was absolutely wrong by organization. 100, he was wrong by yes. this organization. Also, he handled his quarterbacks like a ninny because I remember him like storming around, stomping around, get back in there, Tua, and all this goofy stuff. And the double coordinators, like the dueling banjo coordinators,
1: <laughs>
0: they've been trying to tell us with Tua for a while. Now, again, I, I, have, I haven't written him off. I think he could wind up being a, a caretaker, custodian quarterback throw a bunch of screens to, to waddle on Hill. It could be something. It, <laughs> but it's really the percentage that this is all just a hill of beans right now. The percentage is probability that's really high, really
1: high. Yeah. Quite high. Um, we touched on New England a little bit. I'll get back to that, but uh, I'll get back to New England. I do have to get your opinion on the Steelers because um, I'm very much, it feels like we're in a twilight movie here in Pittsburgh, whether you're team Mitch or team Kenny. <laughs> um, I'm I'm very vocal in being team Mitch. Um, everybody's everybody's drooling over the, like Kenny he Pickett. He's 19 of 23 or whatever the hell he is. Like he's averaging 4.7 yards in attempt. Mike, like he's throwing it from me to my door away. It's not like they're a- asking him to do much. Uh, I'm not saying that Mitch Trubisky is going to become you know Lamar Jackson overnight or anything like that. But I think that he's capable. I think a rehab year in Buffalo with all of that talent there, whether it's under Josh Allen, with McDermott, with Ken Dorsey, with Brian Dable, like I think that there's something to say that, okay, I think he's learned a lot. I think he can be, you know, the 19th, 20th, somewhere in that range of, okay, capable bridge quarterback right. where Kenny Pickett was a freshman in college in like 2003. <laughs> he, he spent <laughs> half a decade there in the worst conference of the Power Five, was good for one of those years, doesn't have a ginormous arm, like – I think we can, can we not just accept, okay, this year was bad for quarterbacks. He was the best of a bad group by popular consensus. I, I don't think he's going to, I think there's a clear ceiling for Kenny Pickett. And I think that they, they signed Mitch Trubisky for a reason. Let him, I think he's, he's the better quarterback right now.
0: To, and I don't to want strong. to bury Pickett, but I am going to say they're definitely clear ce- ceiling for this season. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like if this is a developmental yeah. thing, it's a developmental thing, et cetera. He, he's an older prospect. He's not Brandon Whedon. Yeah, he's not, yeah, he's not quite
1: Brandon Whedon. He's
0: not quite Brandon Whedon, but you know, but but like he had five years in school, whatever. I'm not team one or team the other. I'm team, look at the process and be reasonable about this. And you start your season with the Bengals defending AFC champions. Oh, they're gonna lose
1: by 90. I'm scared.
0: Followed <laughs> by the Patriots, who still have a very, very strong defense.
1: Now, I think they beat New England at home, their home opener.
0: Okay, well, here's the thing you go out there with Trubisky against those two teams, you've got your professional game manager quarterback out there. You get wins, you get wins. You get losses, he gets pummeled. You can start the train of, oh, now we got to move up. Maybe you should talk over to Pickett. The Jets are coming down the road in a couple of weeks. We can maybe oh. switch over to Pickett. If you start with Pickett, and he is not Justin Herbert out the gate, and he loses to the defending champion and gets completely, I saw ghosts treatment from Belichick. <laughs> And then you switch over to Trubisky, it's going it, it just opens up the whole can of worms, you know. It's like, why did you take this risk with the prospect? Why did you think he was ready?
1: Is Which, he by the way, ready? Mike, I will be leading that charge. I'm not going to pretend I won't be one of those people. <laughs>
0: right. Well, it, it is. It's potentially fair. Like, here was the guy who wasn't ready. Why didn't we get the journeyman out there to absorb this in what's probably really a rebuilding year anyway? So, I have a funny feeling it's going to be Trubisky as a starter. And Steelers fans don't know what quarterback competitions look like.
1: No, we Steelers fans have been spoiled for 20 years. Like I will I'm the first to admit that Steelers fans are among the most spoiled in sports and when they, you know, when something goes mildly wrong, it's bitch and moan city. I I understand.
0: I mean, you were 7 years old when when Roethlisberger came up, right? I was 6.
1: I was in kindergarten.
0: You were 6 and I believe was it Tommy Maddox was the was the uh custodian quarterback. Yeah, he and he started, started the first couple games
1: started week right. one, and then he had his shoulder ripped out of his socket. <laughs> he did. I watched it happen. Oh, my God. Was
0: awful. You're right. You're right. But, like, oh, my Against God. Against
1: Baltimore. Uh,
0: well, you know what? It's better to get Trubisky's arm ripped out of his socket right now than Kenny Pickett. I, I saw, And you know what? I think
1: there's a lot of similarities between this uh, and the Bears of last year with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields. I, I think Justin Fields is much better than Kenny Pickett. But, like, Bears fans last year were just screaming to throw in Justin Fields. Like, uh, He's going to die. Like they have no one to protect him. And then he got sacked nine times in his first start against Cleveland. And everybody's like, that's why we didn't put in Justin Fields. God damn it. Right. So there's
0: there a lot there. And the Steelers offensive line is suspect. I yeah. mean, one thing that the bears absolutely didn't do is like, we're, we're not going to practice scramble drills for our scrambling quarterback. We're not going to install a read option pot package. I, I, I'm not a huge Matt Canada fan, uh, but like, they're going to, you don't need a special, you're not going to, you don't need a run heavy system for picket. So to speak, you've got a lot of guys you can throw the screen and get yak with, obviously, cause that's all you've been doing for the last two years anyway. Uh, so there's not as much of that worry.
1: You keep my quarterback's name out of your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you, but you could, you could bring this guy in, but you're right. It's still a sack threat. It's, and it's still, I just say you can ingrain the bad habits. Threat when you bring these guys in too quickly. I think that the absolutely the Falcons are going to do it right. They're going to put Mariota out there until he snaps, and sadly that will happen quickly. And when Ritter comes in, he will at least it will be a different. It, you know, it won't be like you're the savior. Go do this now. It'll be like this is your chance to get your growing pains in your lungs.
1: The Atlanta Falcons did pull off an impressive feat, which is having two quarterbacks in their 20s that look like they're in their 50s, <laughs> which is certainly saying something. Um, right.
0: Right. Well, Mariota, that's just hard. Hard life. No, that's a lot of his. Ritter is just like a unduly mature-looking guy. He's not one of the receding hairline guys, is he?
1: Yeah, no. Him and it's hilarious that him and Trey Young both play in Atlanta. By the way, because okay. they look like they could be cousins. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, it's
0: a beautiful thing. Male pattern baldness it hits a lot of young men. It's you know.
1: 30. I started started just cutting my hair short. Like not that I'm balding or anything. I just, I just felt like it was time. Maybe, if I ever go bald, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do.
0: If you go bald, go bald, shave it. Oh, yeah, just accept it and make a whole look out of it. Yeah, you know, men my age who do the comb over and stuff like that. That's oh, yeah, no,
1: that's just mine is is
0: very short up in here. I keep it all very short up in here. So, you know, but uh, I'm a little vain. So,
1: (laughs) to all right, I did say we would uh, uh, touch on the New England Patriots. That's another team where I'm just like, I don't, I don't see it at all. Like going from Josh McDaniels. Calling plays to Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge is like going from, you know, a day at the amusement park to a, col- a colonoscopy from Freddy Krueger. <laughs> like, it's nothing about this is going to go well for me. And especially in year two of Mac Jones, which is, you know, by and large, the most important year of developing a quarterback. Uh, I think there's a clear ceiling with Mac Jones as well, in terms yeah. of he's not very athletic, doesn't have a ginormous arm. Like, they got, I've said this all offseason, it's very possible that we. Are pretty close to seeing Mac Jones peak already. Like, I don't think you're, he's going to get much better than what yeah. we've seen already. And then you throw in Tweedledee and Tweedledum, <laughs> who, who are going to be his co-offensive coordinators. Like, right. I don't know, man. I, I know that, you know, people seem to like their defense as well, yeah. but I, I'm pretty low on New England.
0: I, I mean, I like their defense, but you, know, you talk about yeah. calling plays. Calling plays is part of it. The entire installation of a new offense. Yeah. So so Jay and Silent Matt didn't say, oh, here's all Josh McDaniels' game plans. We've worked with him for years. He's our pal. Uh, and we have all of his assistants running around. Let's just keep doing what he's doing. Like, we're going to put in a Shanahan outside zone game because we're very smart, stable geniuses. And so, yeah, you
1: saw how I did in Detroit and how Joe right, did in New York.
0: Right, right. Joe Judge had it down in New York, you know. <laughs> Him and Jason Garrett and Freddie Kitchens, the freaking unholy kid.
1: How? What the That is one hell of a trinity of a coaching staff, is yeah. it not? My God.
0: Right, right. Well, you know, Joe Judge had to sacrifice somebody, so he sacrifices Garrett. Uh um,
1: Which you know, I, I don't think anybody was upset about, by the way. I'm
0: was upset about that. But, like, oh, well, here we have Freddie Kitchens. Remember his success story? He called like a bunch of like reverses and, and J- Jarvis Landry passes for two weeks. Everyone decided he was a genius because ooh, trick plays. No one's ever thought of that before. Oh. He must be the next big coaching thing. Let's make him the head coach. Totally goes into Robespierre mode and starts, <laughs> you know, trying to take over the organization for the Cleveland Browns. And now we bring him in as, as as our guy. But so so this new system's in, and you're hearing these dire, dire stories come out of training camp. And the, the Patriots press pool has been trained over the decades to never criticize this team, you know? It's like, you will you will never be able to interview the long snapper if you say the wrong thing. And they're like, well, that practice was pretty weak. There's still some miscommunications out there. Mac Jones is talking about how, you know, it's a process and perfection is the enemy of the process and things like that. It's going to be bad, and you're right. We, I think peak Mac Jones is going to be, eh? It's yeah. going to be what we saw last year, maybe a little hump from that, but not much. And remember what we saw last year. Watch him in the playoffs. Watch him late in the season. Oh, yeah. Once
1: they played a real team on, you know, even that wasn't in a wind tunnel, they got boat raced.
0: Right. They got boat raced. Yeah. A lot of games against the Jets and the Panthers where it's like, yeah, we're leading by 14. You can throw the screen pass to Brandon (laughs) Bolt on third and 12, and maybe he'll run through a bunch of nitwits and get you a first down. Here, let's see if you're ready for a shootout against Josh Allen. Now that's unfair for a rookie to say you're ready for a shootout, but you were starting to see it there. You were no. starting to see the bubble of reality close in around the whole Mac Jones' Tom Brady 2.0 situation. They had kept McDaniels. If they had brought in some McDaniels uh colleague to be the offensive coordinator and it was continuity, eh, I'd believe it. This, this is this is this is going to be a spectacular, spectacular failure on offense. <laughs> Then they'll wind up, you know, eight nine wins because they're playing the Jets and their defense is okay. So, you know,
1: uh, I keep trying to hold on that the Jets will be a fun like seven win team this year. No, you don't think so. You don't believe no. in Robert Sala? I,
0: I, it's, it's 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 hopeless. He, he, Robert, Robert Sala tries to get out there and do things. I don't think the quarterback is the answer. He's hurt, so we're going to start the season with Joe Flacco. That's not really going to go anywhere. It's just this snake bit situation there. Like when we saw, I'm, I'm drawing blank. Zach Wilson before he gets hurt, he throws an interception right,
1: right to an Eagles defender. Yeah, right like to an not.
0: And then it really looks like he's scrambling for this. Is like I'm going to do a diving scramble to show the coaches what I'm really made of. Like play within yourself. Kid's got a great arm. He's got some athletic ability there. This is the guy. Brigham Young had the 2020 schedule where they're, like, calling local high schools because everybody coveted out on them, and it's like, yeah. You they're know, playing
1: like, roast beef A&M.
0: Roast beef A&M, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's getting these three and four touchdown games, throwing the Mitt Romney's great nephew or whatever. You know. Seriously, that's what his receiver was. I know he had, I know he had a, a better receiver, but he's like, you know. <laughs> What's That's who his that? other <laughs> receiver was. It was Mitt Romney's nephew. And he's scoring touchdowns. So it's like, well, this, this is obviously a Division I team here winning a bunch of games. It's like it's COVID. Teams are playing three-game schedules, and these guys are out oh, there playing, God. you know, the Little Sisters of the poor.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing. I was so high on Zach Wilson, too. Like, I did a million film studies of him in seven, Brooke. Oh, man. I I called him porn on turf. That's what that was my little
0: there, there was a lot of fun things to watch, but I'm watching them. Oh, like, Yeah. What is this team they're play, playing playing? You Texas San Antonio? Who is it? that's their backup corner quarter, quarter, quarterback? Hey the, the
1: the Utah Roadrunners will will get respect on this show.
0: And, and it doesn't apply to Wilson so much, but especially 2020. I was watching some of the films of these guys. I was like, my god, this is an incredible game, 238 yeah. yards. Do a little googling beforehand, especially for a 2020 season. The other team had a COVID outbreak. Those were their freshmen. Oh, oh crap. And there, and there are people on your know, draft Twitter, look at this play, look at this play. Like, that's a 17-year-old. He's <laughs> up. You do, do your homework before you run and start making gifts, guys. And it wasn't as much that was Zach Wilson, but there was a little bit. Yeah. Again, the athleticism was there. The deep shots were there. I am looking at, like, this is – there's a lot of silly time here, guys. There's a lot of silly time, and I'm not sold on this prospect. And he had a rough – rookie year obviously and now we don't know what we're hey,
1: gonna say. all reports that he had a damn good off season though
0: oh yeah well he's had a he's lived his best life <laughs> he's lived his best life and, he
1: yeah. for people my age he's the MVP.
0: is that, is, is that a thing like like the, the whole the whole cougar hunting thing is that is that a thing at your age
1: um i mean i yeah
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> this was it's fun a, this was not thought of like when I was 2021. 20, wasn't it, it? It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, like, I don't remember seeing, you know, an older woman who wasn't like a movie star actress or something yeah. like that and saying, oh, you know, like Olivia Newton John or something. Ah, i love with her. Not, not, not like the, the 10th grade English teacher or something like that. It was, there was not a whole <laughs> lot of that type of thing. So that must be a new phenomenon.
1: It must be. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm not. That's not to say that I wake up every day and day. I'm like, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my one goal for the day yeah. is to well, find.
0: My, my one goal for the day is to have that that uh, landscaper cutting the lawn in front of the uh, millionaire's wife's house. Fantasy, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, but That's like good. you
1: know, I I've, I've you know done what Zach not not exactly what yeah. Zach Wilson's yeah. done. No, no, my nothing involving my mother's friends. No, but yeah, no, I I have, and it's it's fun. What was the
0: Greatest age difference between you and an older woman, then that you've had any um,
1: eight years. So eight years? I'm I'm about to be 24. They were 32.
0: Okay, okay, that's that's
1: yeah. Uh, so so and this is recent. Yeah.
0: Okay, you're spilling some very recent tea here.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I am.
0: Eight years. I mean, that's that's still within the, the boundaries <laughs> of, of good taste and and, and things like that.
1: You know? Yeah, that's... yeah. Okay. No, like I'm not. Like go, all right. Let's find a fifty-three-year-old today, boys. Freddie, break. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I'm fifty-one, right? So fifty-three is like, yeah. I didn't know how old you were, yeah.
1: actually. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do now, though.
0: Like, like the little Bruce Arians thing here.
1: Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, no, you could play him in a movie. He's from my hometown. Do you know that? I did not know that. A pride of York, Pennsylvania. Bruce Arians. So is our Joe Kane, by the way. He was born in York, Pennsylvania.
0: So it was live, right? The band live, weren't they from York, Pennsylvania? Or don't you know Not who there. they are either? Oh, for fuck's sake!
1: I did have a tweet yesterday that said Cinderella was the most underrated hair band of the 1980s, though.
0: Right, and that was—I don't know because their hair bands. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, Skid Row would have been up there as an underrated.
1: Somebody band. did comment Skid Row. I think there was a warrant comment. Warrant
0: was pretty good. Skid Row was a better band band. Uh, I'm trying to see what where Live is from.
1: Yeah, uh, find that uh, out.
0: But like, if you're talking about Hairband as being a hair band, where the hair and the sort of cheesiness is part of where the band mm-hmm. is. The, Live is an American rock band formed in York, Pennsylvania in 1984. Would you this look at that? Grunge band that had a string of hits in the 1990s. It's from your hometown. And when I said the name of them, you looked at me like I was pulling some kind of freaking obscure reference from 19. I will say they
1: sounded more familiar than what's that guy you, Jamara? Jamara
0: They had more hits than Jamara at least on okay. the
1: radio. Okay, okay. I'm just a big uh, Tom Keefe, I'm a big fan of Tom Kiefers voice.
0: Okay,
1: love me sure. some Cinderella. My father had the uh, Cinderella's greatest hits CD. And he would play, and I I really like Gypsy Road. So that's been what I've.
0: They were from New Jersey. They came up through the ranks behind uh, uh, Bon Jovi. Okay. As Bon Jovi came up through the central New Jersey ranks, they were really a central New Jersey band. Acts Like Cinderella and a couple others got discovered as some of the.
1: uh, Bon Jovi openers.
0: Bon Jovi openers. And these bars that are like 20 miles north of me, but like 20 miles south of the Stone Pony and the Springsteen scene. And a lot of these sort of like like rock, hair rock, but like with a little bit of like classic rock, a lot of them got discovered in there. Cinderella, broke. there was like one other that broke big. I'm, I'm drawing a blank though. But they're, yeah, they're a Jersey band.
1: I was more excited about the Craig Sheffer, the guy who plays Joe Kane, to be honest with you, because that's my okay. one of my favorite movies of all time. I love the program.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to remember anything else he was in, and I'm drawing
1: a blank. But. A River Runs Through It. I think he was I, in that.
0: I, I saw that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a movie that's just three and a half hours of people like riding on horseback to and from a, a mansion.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, nothing really eventful happens. I, mean, I, happens. I, I didn't despise it. It wasn't a fantastic movie, in my opinion. But a lot of
0: sunsets and dudes doing this.
1: Yeah, I think he was in an episode of uh, that USA show, Burn Notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know much. I, I'm not a big. I don't binge watch Burn Notice. Uh, I don't
1: either. My sister was into it for whatever reason, and I remember seeing her. oh, that's great, Sheppard. How about okay. it? Uh, we've covered a lot today, my friend. I'm glad that we we, we did this. Uh, it's always good to see you. Uh, you can plug anything that you would like before we get on out of here.
0: Football Outsiders Almanac is over my shoulder, and it is on <laughs> sale now. And I also have another copy of it here because they get a couple copies. Okay, 500 pages of information that can help you in your fantasy draft or in your daily fantasy uh, pools and things like that can help you with your over unders uh, before the uh, before the season starts or can just make you a better fan keep it next to you during the third preseason game keep it next to you early in the season look for the team previews player comments college football information etc on sale now at Amazon or you can come to footballoutsiders.com and not only purchase the almanac by clicking a banner but you can become a subscriber fo plus subscribers, it's cheap it's an ad free experience there's a lot of bonus content and you can have our content week in and week out exclusive stats you can't get anywhere else and that's a huge help when you're trying to pick winners on sunday morning or you're trying to get your fantasy lineup together and saying i wonder how this team defends number one receivers do number one receivers go for a couple hundred yards against their cornerbacks or do they get shut down we've got that it's fo plus we've got picks it's at fo plus become a subscriber become a get the almanac and come hang out with me at walkthrough four times a week during the regular season. I'm going to be on there, not just doing podcasts, but writing my columns.
1: You're doing, you're doing uh, Twitch stuff too, where right? Football. Are you still doing Twitch stuff?
0: We have a podcast twice a week that you can find on Twitch and you can find anywhere else that you do podcasts, etc. You can find them on YouTube. That's going to expand. I'm going to have a Monday night podcast, uh, Monday afternoon podcast as well. And during the season on Sundays, we're going to be doing a discord where you can come in and hang out with some of the Football Outsiders writers. Go to admit I won't be there often because I've got like 20 games I'm watching for a uh, wrap-up column. But a lot of our writers, like Brian Knowles, Derek Klassen, Aaron Schatz himself, et cetera, different guys, different times will be getting in there. You can kibitz with other fans. You can argue about the games. You can talk about it. We used to do it as like a Monday column. You can do it with us now on Discord, Football Outsiders, live every Sunday starting when the season starts.
1: Mike Tenere, it's always good to see you, my friend. I'm glad that we did this. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to The Pump Fake. We'll be back next week as we inch closer to week one. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you then.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V
1: on YouTube.